Why is it so hard to make the changes we want to make? Why is it so hard to stick to our goals and resolutions? This week, Eric and I explore some of the reasons why that's so hard and share some really brilliant insights into ways to reframe it so it becomes just a little bit easier to walk our way towards our goals and resolutions. So if you have goals that you're chasing, resolutions you wanna keep, lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Hey Eric. Hey Joyce. I give up. You give up? I give up. You give up smoking. I have never smoked, thank goodness. You know, my mom smoked when I was a kid and I, gosh, I remember the way her closet smelled. One day she, I was going out, I don't even remember what, and she offered to lend me like her favorite sweater that I loved and I was all excited and I put it on and it smelled like stale cigarette smoke. Thank goodness I've never smoked. You? No, no. My mom smoked too for a while. And they both quit. Yes. And I never did. I, I owe that to, I don't know how old I was, 10, 11, 12. And one of the my neighborhood friends, I don't even remember, like stole a cigarette from one of his parents. And we went in the woods behind his <laughs> house and smoked it. And it was like, <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. And that's what I have always associated cigarettes with. So never, never had any interest. Well, fortunately, that's not something I need to quit. But what, what are you considering quitting at the moment? What, what brings this up? My dreams, my goals, my resolutions. I don't actually make resolutions. I don't, but, re I don't really either. But, but I do set intentions and goals. And you stick with them for the most part, right? When they're important to you. Yeah, but today I'm tired. <laughs> well, that goes for me too. And just so if anybody's wondering, we're talking about sticking with things, sticking with your resolutions. I mean, this applies all year round. And in my health and fitness journey, we had this conversation yesterday. I have not worked, I think since the beginning of the year, and we're recording this the middle of January, I've literally worked out twice. Not, that's not true. No, it, it is. <laughs> no, because you were at the barn at least once, at least once. And yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Really? Yes, literally. So uh, in my defense, we were uh, on a little vacation for the first five days, but even so, and regular listeners and those who know me will know that uh, for most of the last decade plus, I've been a CrossFit and walking addict. And addict makes it sound negative. I'm um, aficionado, better <laughs> participant. Uh, and I just have not for the last few, few months. And my point is, I this is something I want to do. This is something that's important to me. And yesterday we were joking around. I was getting ready to go into the gym and I was like, I forgot how to even start and how to do this. And to be truthful, I didn't even really feel like it. Of course you didn't feel like it. I did not feel like it at all. One of the things I always say about so many things, including uh, working out, is it's a lot easier 
to keep going than it is to restart when you stop. Yeah. But you looked at me at, with your gym bag on your shoulder and said, how do I do this again? <laughs> and I honestly, I, it was sort of uh, off the cuff, but I feel like I gave you a really good piece of advice. Which was? You don't remember? Seriously. <laughs> I was going to give you the honor. No, you don't remember. No, just start. Yeah, I said, <laughs> just just go in and just start. And I did sort of futz around for a while. Like I was starting, I was playing with the clock, I was getting dressed, I was moving equipment around. And finally, like I did. And you say moving equipment around, just to be clear, out the gym that we work out in is like the size of a shoebox. So it's not like you got to redecorate the whole place. Well, that's part of the problem is in order to sort of do what you want to do, often you have to move. It's like, what's that? Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, it's true. But not surprisingly, once I did start, I was able to complete a, a good workout and got it done. And hopefully I'll get another one, if not today, tomorrow morning. Why are we talking about this in the middle of January? Well, uh, January 17th, and someone was saying it was another day, but January 17th is what we refer to as I Don't Ditch Day, because that is the day that what, 80% or 80 plus percent of people have already given up on their New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I don't remember even, frankly, I don't even remember where we saw this study and I don't remember the exact percentage, but they have researched this and identified, yep, January 17th as a key date where most people have given up on the intentions that they set at the start of the year. I mean, that's like that's nuts. That's two weeks in. Yes. Yeah. Two and a half weeks. <laughs> two and a half weeks. So it seems to me that, that that's a whole bunch of reasons and causes and things that we can work on. But it seems to me that it starts with maybe we're setting the wrong, making, making the wrong resolutions and setting the wrong goals. What do you think of that? Maybe it starts with just defining the wrong thing. I'm not so sure because for a lot of people, these resolutions and goals are important. They believe they're important to them. And when it comes to things like our physical health, our mental health, and our general well-being, things that a lot of resolutions revolve around, I think they are important. So I don't think it's necessarily the right thing or the wrong thing. I think it's our habits and patterns and things that we've established <laughs> over many years that are frankly hard to break. Like I, you know, we joke about the the 17th and we I don't know if we were dismissive or whatever. But let me just say to anyone who's ever tried a resolution, tried to make a change. I mean, I'm working on changes in, in my personal development, and they are hard. So, you know, I guess <laughs> let's, let's talk about tip number one is whatever you're doing and 
you know, taking this journey, give yourself slack, give yourself grace, because you're going to have challenges, you're going to have slip ups. So just start with that start by acknowledging that it's hard. And then you can get into, you know, why you want to do it and things to build consistency. But I think I think we can agree that these these things can be difficult. I, I do want to talk about the idea of giving yourself grace because and but I'm not ready to go to tip number one yet. So okay. can you can I just roll back to what I what I had said? Because I do. Yes. You sort, you sort of took what I said, disagreed and then went off on a tangent. But I'd like <laughs> to actually close the loop on it because I do I do think that some of the goals and the resolutions that we set, I agree with you, are are important. Otherwise, we wouldn't identify them. But I also think that sometimes, and it bears a little bit of reflection as to why we're choosing those, because the majority of people set as part of their New Year's resolutions to lose weight. Now, many people, because of the state of the world, really would benefit from losing weight for their health and wellness. But some people set that as a goal because they feel like society is telling them that that's something they have to do. And those are kind of two different things. So I do think that when you set your goals and set your resolutions, I think it, it, there's value in spending a couple of minutes to really, maybe more than a couple of minutes, to really understand what is driving you to set that as a goal. And being sure that it's something that's really important to you. 100%. So you do agree? I agree with that. Okay. So that's the first thing is be sure that you're setting goals and making resolutions that truly are important to you. Yes. All right. Then going to what what you said, and I think this is the biggest, I actually think this is the single biggest challenge in sticking with things is the all or nothing mentality or the, uh, I blew it. So I may as well give up, right? It's because we're gonna, we're gonna screw up. Yeah. And in my sort of non working out journey of the last little bit and through the holidays, uh, as you may know, I have a bit of a sweet tooth and I let my nutritional eating habits go in a direction that was not necessarily the most healthy, shall we say. I was eating a lot of sweets. Yeah, you got really mad at me when you went to like the fourth chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you, should, you were like, you just gave me that face. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, when I when I was like twenty two, like I could eat a whole box of chocolate chip cookies. Nothing wrong with that. And you're not twenty two. I'm not twenty two. We think, went we went to a friend's house for an open house around Christmas. I she, think we she, actually talked about this. She, you're so obsessed with these chocolate chip cookies so that I think obsessed. we've talked about it. Yeah, I think uh, that was when I had like four. I just ate them like there was no tomorrow. Anyway, they were worth it, though. Right. Anyway, the, the point being that I have since gotten back to my regular eating. Uh, back to a regularly scheduled eating program. Yeah, that's better for my 
goals and objectives. And that's less sweets, less sugar. And, you know, I could have said, well, I'm, I'm on this path and I give up. But you always get that reset. So how do we get rid of that all or nothing mentality? Every, every day is a new day. And uh, what's, what's, what's our favorite expression these days? The windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. That is so not our favorite expression these days. I don't know. It's, <laughs> okay, what's that recent expression we've heard? Looking forward instead of looking back. So, you know, yes, you fell off the wagon. You Even that, I don't even like the fell off the wagon. I think we've even got to get rid of that. All right, well, I have no expression then. So, <laughs> so, so you you did something that was incongruous with your stated goals. How yeah. that? <laughs> yes. But the key word there is did. It's, ah. it's over, it's done, and it has literally zero impact on what you do from this point forward. Okay. Just that's a mic drop moment. And I think we have to do that again. I think you have to say that whole thing again. The key word is did and what you did. Wait, I thought you said I was going to say it again. I was so <laughs> excited about it. All right, go ahead. You say it. The key word is did. It's past. It's done and has no effect on what you do from this point forward. So... Just because you did that doesn't mean you have to do something similar in the future. Maybe we name this podcast Did Versus Do. Or Did Versus Done. Did Versus Do. Right. Did, did, did and Done are both did versus past do. tense. Can I make a scale of that? The did scale to the done scale? No, because no, I think it's no, good. there's no scale. It is either. <laughs> I know. It's a yes or a no. But you know how I love my scale. I know. I, we, we love your scales. There's nothing better than the love scale from <laughs> spaghetti to kids. You? Me? <laughs> I, I think we'll probably revisit the spaghetti scale for Valentine's Day. But anyway, I think that is... Truly, the most important message around this did is past tense and has no bearing on what you do. It's just so important. And I want to share a little bit about it from a study that I read some time ago, which I thought was really, really interesting. And what the study showed is that when people set a goal, if upfront they acknowledge that they will act in a way that is incongruous with that goal a certain number of times, for instance, I'm going to walk five days a week this entire year, except for X number of weeks when I won't make that goal or whatever it is. If you sort of, if you give yourself a little wiggle room, you tend to perform better. The research shows that you're more likely to stick to your goal if you have baked in to that planning some times when you're not going to accomplish that. And I, I think that one of the things that underlies that and drives that is this sense that we tell ourselves that we have failed or why bother or we screwed up. So you give up. Yeah. okay yeah i i I agree with that (laughs) so do you 
Are there any other thoughts on this sort of all or nothing mentality that we're trying to help people avoid? I'm curious why it is that we have an all or nothing mentality. I can't quite, and this is something I've thought a fair bit about, and I can't quite figure out where that comes from. Is it just our miserable self-talk that when uh, when we don't act in a way that's in alignment with our stated goals and resolutions, we just tell ourselves that we suck and <laughs> we failed and we beat ourselves up and make ourselves feel bad? I don't know. Where do you think that comes from? Yeah, I think there's there's something to the as I'm thinking about this, how we like streaks, we like consistency, we like those that we get that little dopamine from doing everything in a row. And then we sort of lose it when we fall off, not fall off, when we break our streak or act in ways that are incongruous. And yeah, it makes makes us feel inadequate or brings to those feelings to the surface? But Okay, maybe. And I don't have an answer to this because this is really perplexing to me. But I, I, I don't think that doesn't make any sense to me because if I do, if I take my walks on a consistent basis and every time I do, it gives me that little bit of dopamine and those endorphins and makes me feel good. If I don't do that for a couple of days, shouldn't I be like, Oh, even consciously or not, shouldn't I be like, oh, I want that feeling. I'm going to go get that feeling. That's what would make the most sense to me. And yet it's not how we are. Well, so I, I like to play the Wordle. It's a online game where you get, have to guess a word. Literally, I think everybody in the world knows what Wordle is now, but perhaps not. Perhaps not. So did you do it today? No, I've not yet done it today. Do you pretty much do it every day? Now, I've sort of lost interest in Wordle. Well, I got up to like my record streak. I think I was 34 days in a row of getting the Wordle. What's your start word? Um, I can't tell you that. Of course you can. Everybody talks about their start words. Oh, arise. I knew that. That's because their daughter gave it to me. <laughs> uh, did she? I don't know. That's, I, that's where I think I got it from. I use plate. Oh, okay. And then some people, sometimes they use thief. Mm. But here's my real trick. You ready? Uh-huh. If, if I use plate and I get nothing, which is pretty unusual, you know what my second word is? What? That's what I'm definitely not going to tell you. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, my second word is rough. Oh, that's a good one. You know what word I use sometimes what? for a second word is chimp. Chimp. Chimp or, is really good. Or oh. actually, if I use arise, then I'll use chump. <laughs> and I can't use, if I use plate, I can't use chimp because I'm reusing the P. Mm. Hmm. Right. So anyway, <laughs> that was way off on a tangent. I had my record. Podcast sponsored I, by Wordle. Yeah, I had my my 34-day record streak. And then for whatever reason, I was... Uh, I just forgot to do it one day. And I was like, oh. And I 
didn't do it for a couple of days. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to see the little thing say your streak is one. <laughs> but I do sort of enjoy it. And I, if I have a quiet minute, I'll, I'll play it. So I picked it up again. Uh, but the point being, I felt that sort of feeling after blowing my streak. Like it, it was disappointing. Right, but that doesn't answer my question. Which is? I mean, all you've said is you have a little bit of an all-or-nothing mentality. But my question is, why? Why aren't we driven when when we do something that doesn't align with our values and goals and incongruous with our stated goals? Why don't we? Why aren't we driven to be like, I can't wait to get back to it? I think that's a super complicated question. <laughs> I do too, but I'm, I'm interested in what the theory is. I'm just sort of exploring it mentally because I think understanding it better might help us combat it a little bit better. But I, I think it goes a little bit to, is it allostasis? Is that the, or homeostasis? Body in motion stays in motion, body in rest stays at rest. So once you stop doing it, your whole system is like, nope, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and uh, That's annoying as heck. It's really annoying because I did do squats yesterday after not squatting for weeks. And like the timer is ticking until I experienced delayed onset muscle soreness, which I know is coming. <laughs> Probably I have about 10 hours until my legs are barking at me. But of course, I'm, I'm fully aware of that and accept it. But, you know, that's just my body saying you are not adapted to this. And and my my brain wasn't adapted to it yesterday. When I, when I was in the thick of it uh, a year ago and for years before that, like there was no question and you know you sort of stop doing it and it's it's hard I, <laughs> but why we've said that you we've literally said that 10 times but until we have a i suppose there's there's value in saying it's going to be hard and that sort of goes to what where you started this part of the conversation around change is hard well i can easily get an answer for you okay in 7 years what happens in 7 years All right daughter will be in graduate school studying neuropsychology and this could be her thesis. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put that out there because I do think this is a riddle that should be solved. Yeah, it's it's it is perplexing because like you said when we do the thing often we get so much positive feedback. So why is it hard to do the thing? Yeah. And I don't have an answer to that. It's a little bit around my issues with this whole concept of motivation. If you wait until you feel like doing the thing, you'll never do the thing because whoever feels like doing the thing, you have to do the thing whether you want to or not and then be like, oh, I did the thing and now I feel really good. Yeah. And that's that's sort of what I just said and I won't go into too much detail. Oh my but, gosh. Are we going to talk about your workout yesterday again? No, but the the motivation comes after you actually do the thing even when you're not. It's so true all right any other oh my gosh thoughts and insights on how to stick to these very difficult changes well there's one thing that i think is is important and this goes back to something that i've been 
talking about or thinking about for at least a decade, which is sort of framing things in the positive. So this, I'm going to go sort of around this in a long way. But really, yeah, <laughs> let's say I'm walking out the door and I'm going to a birthday party and I'm bringing a present and I want to remember to bring the present <laughs> because I'm one who would walk out the door and forget the present. Uh, you're not alone in that. I'm, it happens to everybody. I promise. And what a lot of people think to themselves or say to themselves is, don't forget the present. Don't forget the present. Don't forget the present. And what you're telling your brain is don't present, don't present, don't present. <laughs> so rephrasing that to the positive, which is remember, remember the, the present. present. I will remember the present. I will remember the present. And I I actually do that when I, whenever I'm in that kind of situation of wanting to remember. And I'll often catch myself and I'll be like, don't forget the present. And then I'll be like, reframe it positive. Remember the present. Remember the present. So you know, that goes to other things in life where you say, I have to pick up my kid from daycare. You know, it's, I get to pick up my kid from daycare. Reframes it from a negative to a positive. Can I? So the resolution. Go ahead. You just, you just go. <laughs> I'm in a little bit of a roll today. You asked me if I, before we started, you asked me if I was ready. Apparently I am. <laughs> so enjoy the ride, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so as opposed to saying I am going to give up sugar I'm going to stop eating treats I'm going to stop drinking Coca-Cola or whatever it is reframe it in the positive which is I'm going to drink club soda I'm going to eat healthier foods and even healthier snacks and reframe it in the positive so that was my long, long drawn out way of saying reframe your sort of resolutions and goals to the positive. So can I just, <laughs> can I just jump in there a little bit on the food? And I, I'm doing this only because we know that food and weight is, remains the most popular of the resolutions. So just to build on what you were saying, I believe so strongly that any adjustments to the food you eat should always be framed in the positive. It should never be, I'm not going to eat any more cookies. It should always be, I'm going to eat an apple at three o'clock, or I'm going to eat carrots and an apple every day at three o'clock, whether I feel like it or not. Sometimes for me, it's about hard boiled eggs. I actually really like hard boiled eggs. Uh, and I find that two hard-boiled eggs like really take the edge off my appetite and my desire for crappy food. You know, my my three o'clock handfuls of chocolate chips. If I eat a hard-boiled egg at three o'clock, and I tell myself like, if I still want the chocolate chips, I'll eat the chocolate chips. But if I frame it in the positive, I will do this. What can you add? Not what can you take away? And I think. That goes a little bit to our wiring, and I, people are different. But now, I'm, now I'm actually thinking specifically about you, me, you, because <laughs> this is this is the podcast all about you. Um, no, seriously, Aren't they all. <laughs> uh, 
You do not like being told what you're not, what you can't do. Tell Eric something he can't do and watch him. He gets this like look on his face. It's kind of hilarious because it's so transparent. So if you, and I think many of us don't like being told, I, as soon as you're told like this is off limits or you can't do this, it's very difficult. And, and same thing that I was sort of referring to before. If your brain is thinking, I can't eat cookies, really what your brain, or if you're, you're telling yourself, I can't eat cookies, your brain is going to hear eat cookies. <laughs> I, I don't even think so. I don't think that's, I, I actually disagree. I don't think that's what your brain hears. I think your brain is like, what, what? No cookies? I can never have another cookie? Wait, wait, wait. I think it's a little bit of both. But when you say, I'm going to eat eggs and carrots, not at the same time, but I'm going to eat hard-boiled eggs and carrots. Now when we say that, it sounds so miserable. Uh, but there's there's none of that coming into play at all. It's just all about the positive. Eating eggs and carrots instead of cookies makes my life sound miserable. So I'm going to... How about, how about some apples and some nice cheese, like a cheddar and some apples? You I know, love that. I, that's such a typical pairing, uh, apples and like a good cheddar cheese. I don't like that together. Those two flavors, I'm like, these two things do not go together. I don't mind For it. me. Yeah, I know. A lot of people, it's it's fairly typical. But okay, here's one. You ready? Yeah. I am going to make my mashed potatoes half potato and half cauliflower. Yum, yum, yum. And you don't even taste the cauliflower. It's almost like... From to me, to my taste, it's actually a little bit better, just because it tastes like mashed potatoes, but it's a little bit lighter. It and sometimes you, you get a little texture in there. I don't know. It's it's all good. I have no problem with that yeah. at all. So, all right, shall we wrap it up a little bit? Yeah. All, all right. right. What have we talked about? Choosing. I'm starting. <laughs> uh, it, Choosing to focus your attention and set goals and make resolutions that are genuinely important to you. That's mine. You go. Uh, avoiding and being mindful of the all or nothing mentality. Repeat your do or done. Did do whatever for yeah, the third if, time. If you did something not in alignment with your goals, it's did, it's done, nothing you can do do about it at this point, but you can control everything you do from this point forward. So just start again. But even more, what you said earlier, which I thought was so brilliant, is what you did has zero, zero impact on what you do. That's the piece of it. It's not even that you can control it. It's like it has no bearing on right. the next step. And that's the thing that's just kind of a little mind-blowing it was your brilliant moment today just one just, yeah just, <laughs> just one okay the rest was I'll, a lot of rambling I'll but that one <laughs> no, it, it sometimes takes a lot of rambling to get you to the one moment of brilliance it's true should we leave it there let's leave it there i used to think that when i went out into nature and left my phone and earbuds behind and walked in silence letting my mind go wherever it wanted that i was doing a walking meditation and then i met yael shai and she taught me that there's so much more to a walking meditation it was so 
incredible and insightful and expanded my world in such a way that I went to Yael and I said, will you work with us to create a program, 30 days, 30 walks, that could help introduce other people to the power of a walking meditation. Can we dismantle the idea that in order to meditate, you have to sit in a dimly lit room on a cushion? Can we create a meditation program for people who love to move? And so we did meet the Joyful Wanderer 30-day walking meditation app, which is available in the Apple Store and the Google Play Store right now.